One of the images of the church is the church as a mother. The church is our mother, many times we say. And the church as a mother has many signs and symbols, different catechetical tools, ways to teach the people and to help them understand the mysteries, the sacred mysteries. And one of those things that happened in Colombia during the Holy Week is how almost every day the people will, will bring something with them, or at least they will take something. On Palm Sunday, of course, they're going to have palms. Today, because of conservation and all of those things, some people will bring plants or something, but they have to have their palms or their plants blessed on Palm Sunday. On Good Friday, they're going to bring crosses, and they're going to walk hours during the stations, live stations of the cross, and everybody will have a cross in their hand and a bottle of water in the other hand because they have to walk so long. But the cross is something that they're going to get blessed and it's something that they walk with. Then on Holy Saturday for the Easter Vigil, it's more known as the blessing of the water and the fire. It's not, they don't know, many people don't, don't call it the Easter Vigil. It's the blessing of the fire and the water. So they're going to bring their own water from home they bring a gallon or a plastic bottle. They bring their own water to be blessed. And they bring a small Paschal candle called the Pascualito or the little Paschal candle. They buy those candles and those are blessed on that day. And on Holy Thursday is known as the blessing of the bread and the wine. People will bring their own bread and their own wine. That's a great day for bakers. They go and get all this bread and the wine, and they bring it on Holy Thursday to be blessed for the next day, for the, uh, maybe breakfast on Good Friday. But they always bring something. It's a way to teach the people. It's a way, I don't know who invented that way, maybe when the Spanish came to Latin America, or I don't know who, but it's a beautiful way to help people understand what are we celebrating. Tonight, as I told you, people bring bread and wine because it's a lot about the Eucharist. On Holy Thursday, Jesus instituted the Eucharist, one sacrament. Jesus instituted the priesthood, that's another sacrament. But also, he gave us the commandment to love one another through that great sign of the washing of the feet. The washing of the feet is something that we're not going to do tonight because of the circumstances that we all know already for a year, but it's a very humbling and a very good sign that we have on Holy Thursday. It's so beautiful. And the issue with this is that Jesus, Jesus who is Lord, who is Master, he is able to give this example to his disciples. There is a very concrete and practical teaching there, but there is a deep theological teaching there. If you remember from Palm Sunday, the second reading, though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not regard equality with, with God. He humbles himself to the point of death. That's the, the deep theological sense of the washing of the feet. But also the concrete theological meaning 
is how he says, did you see what I did with you? Then go and do it with each other. If you heard St. Peter, he didn't want his feet to be washed. St. Peter at that moment is that example of our own wrong images of God. Sometimes we have an image of God that God is that powerful being who you have to be afraid, don't offend him, don't do anything against him because he's going to punish you. But Jesus, by lowering himself, by taking his garments off and washing the feet of the disciples, shows them that yes, he is Lord, he is master, but he, because of all of that, he is the servant. And St. Peter is that example. Sometimes that image of God cannot be removed from our minds. We entertain that image of God in our minds. We want to see him just as someone who is far away, so powerful. We can even reach him. But he makes so close to us and washes even our feet. So close to us that he gave his own life. St. Peter learned the lesson. Jesus taught him, unless you allow me to do this, you're not going to have part with me. That's the condition, that you allow Jesus to wash your feet, to get that close to you. In the Eucharist that we also celebrate every Sunday, we are called to do the same in a much deeper way. We are going to do the same by eating his body and drinking his blood. What we heard in the second reading from the first letter to the Corinthians, that is the first time the earliest account of the words of the institution at the Last Supper. First Corinthians, that was the year 50 after Christ. That means only 20 years after Jesus' death and resurrection, St. Paul pulled this in writing, reminding everybody what were the words, what did Jesus do at the Last Supper? Twenty years. When we eat his body and drink his blood, that is strength for all of us. The church teaches us that the Eucharist is food for the journey. And the Eucharist is the summit of the Christian life, the source and summit of the Christian life. It is very sad that sometimes people find the Eucharist or the Mass boring, right? Some people say, oh no, that Mass was boring. I don't want to go back there with that priest. It's sad that that happens. Hopefully that doesn't happen here. <laughs> But <laughs> who knows, right? You tell us. But the Eucharist must be a very uplifting celebration. It's the celebration of the church. It's not an individual thing. It's not me and Jesus. St. Paul says that when we drink and we eat his body, Jesus' body, and we are not in the grace of God, we eat and drink our own condemnation. I understand that as a church. When we are not in the grace of God as a community, when there is no unity, 
When there is quarrels and envy and jealousy and fights in the midst of the community, we're going to drink our own condemnation because then we're going to be hypocrites. There is a personal part there, of course, but we are safe as a church. We come to Mass as a community. And when there are those kind of things in the community, we eat and drink our own condemnation. That's why the communion line cannot become a source of fight. The communion line cannot become a battle. The Eucharist cannot be used as a weapon or as a prize. We have heard that before. The Eucharist is the source and summit. The Eucharist is the healing hand of God, is the food for the journey, is the healing food that God gives us. So it's not because we are perfect. It's not because we are great. Sometimes people say, oh, look at that woman who goes to church and she's gossiping or doing th things. Well, we don't come to church because we're perfect. We come to church because we are in need of God's mercy and we are in need of God's mercy and we find his healing and his forgiveness in the Eucharist, in the reception of the Eucharist. As we celebrate this beautiful Holy Thursday, the beginning of the Holy Triduum, let us notice and let us remember. That's the main word from Jesus, remember. Every time we celebrate the Mass, we say, we do this in memory of Him, because He told us to do this in memory of Him. Both the Eucharist and the washing of the feet. Both the prayer and the liturgy and the community and service. And if you realize and you pay attention to the Gospel today, Jesus didn't, put his, Jesus didn't take his apron off when he put his garments on. He remains a servant. Even though he is Lord, even though he is Master, he gives us that great example that we receive the Eucharist, all his signs, all the teachings of the church, but we also become servants of one another. In service is where we can see and where we can find Jesus. And in the Eucharist, in his real presence, we also find him. And hopefully, hopefully, he becomes that uplifting source, that source of unity for our own communities, that source of unity and love and mercy for each one of our families.